Today we begin to meditate on John chapter 6, a chapter that is centered on the gift of the Eucharist. So, you know, it's interesting that in this time of Easter, uh, the liturgy leads us to focus on, uh, first on this discourse on baptism that we just finished in the past days, and now on this discourse on the Eucharist. The, both sacraments are ways in which Christ gives us, gives us the new life that comes from his resurrection, and also ways in which, in which we can perceive his presence. So let's dive in. This first section is the, the, the miracle of the multiplication of, of the loaves of bread and fish. And I, I would break it down in three aspects. The first one is, notice why people are looking for Jesus. They are looking for him because he, he heals the sick, he has performed powerful signs. And then they are even seeking him all the more because he, is, he has fed them, he has you know, given them food. Basically, he has sustained them materially. He has financially, we could say, you know, in a material way. And at the end of the, the, this section, they want to make him a king. They acknowledge him as the prophet, as referred to in Deuteronomy 18. And then they say he's the, he has to be the king. Uh, and Jesus runs away from that. So people are seeking him because he provides you know, the most sought-after human needs in this planet. You know, uh, health. Uh, food, you know, if, if we have someone like Jesus with us, nothing is going to go missing. We have all the things we need, you know, he, he will provide. Uh, he has the power to give it. And for some reason, I mean, people are drawn to him for that reason, but Jesus doesn't uh, want that. He, he escapes the situation. He doesn't want to be made king. In a sense, he doesn't want to be um, sought after for those reasons primarily, right? Uh, he can serve as an initial curiosity about him, but he, he has some because he has something more to offer. He wants to lift us up to greater desires and greater horizons, and not just to you know be content with earthly food or uh, you know a nice place, a nice home, or a nice job. And he he wants to help us in many things like that, but he doesn't want us to stop there. And so he doesn't want to be kind of um, confined or labeled uh, exclusively in those terms. And so he rejects that. It's an interesting aspect, isn't it? The second uh, facet of this gospel is that he, he wants the collaboration of the disciples. And he tests them. In a sense, he wants to get them involved in the miracle. And he also he, he probes them and see what they're thinking. You know, he first tests Philip and says, you know, where can we buy enough food for them? And he says, well, it's impossible. Like basically, he says, no, that's not possible to do. And in a sense, they, he senses he's not ready to trust him completely in what he's about to do. And the other test comes for, um, for Andrew, who brings the small amount, and he's not too convinced. And Jesus says to them, have them recline. And, he, and they do it, which is an act of faith. Uh, because you know you're, you're you know you have a tiny little amount of food and you're having five thousand people sit down for for a meal, it's like you know it requires faith. They, they're be, they're beginning to believe. So Jesus is like probing them, testing them, and drawing drawing them to a deeper act of faith. And um, finally, it's uh, interesting that Jesus uses this sign of the multiplication of the loaves, obviously, is meant as a sign of the Eucharist and the food of life that he will give us. Uh, but he actually, he uses real food, right? He 
multiplies them. He feeds this crowd with, with bread. And we may think, well, why does he do that? If he doesn't want to be mistaken with you know, someone who provides you know, material things, why does he actually provide them? Why does he give them you know, what they want in an immediate sense? And uh, if he doesn't want to be taken for simply someone who provides bread? Uh, well, because he, he wants to use many blessings in this life as a sort of uh, first step, you know, as a, as a sort of sign or sacrament of what's going to come next. He, he wants to engage us in a first level of desire and, and, and satisfaction, but then to lift us up to a greater thing, you know. And I think the, the, the way in which God educates us has a lot of that, very, very much. Uh, he initially gets us excited about something that is uh, an adventure, uh, a challenge for us, or, or you know, uh, go into this retreat or camp or, or this new experience abroad or, uh, or trying this new, you know, approach things in, in school or this new kind of, I don't, know, I don't know, theory. I mean, he gets excited with something, with music or art with a new friend, group of friends. And then he uses that to open our souls to something deeper that he wants us to discover through that. Um, so that's, that's very, it's a, a strategy that the Lord uses us. He, he brings to our attention something that we might more desire more immediately, but then he uses that to lift our capacity to aspire to greater things. So he uses those kind of things, first desires as sacraments of further ones, if you want. And I'm using the word sacrament in a more general sense, of course, here, not, uh, not in the strict sense of the seven sacraments in, in saying that. So maybe, you know, take these three uh, different facets of, the, of, the, of this uh, miracle and see how um, situations you're going through or recent situations you've been through kind of resonate with some of these. Um, yeah, and take some time to just bring the, those to the Lord and see what He wants to tell you through this gospel.